We are going to be looking at Joshua chapter 1, verses 1 through 9. It's page 331 in your pew Bibles. <clears throat> Joshua chapter 1, verses 1 through 9. After the death of Moses, a servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' aid, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now then, you and all these people get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I am about to give them to the Israelites. I will give you every place where you, where you set your foot, as I promised Moses. Your territory will extend from the desert to Lebanon, and from the great river, the Euphrates, all the Hittite country, to the great sea on the west. No one will be able to stand up against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses... So I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and courageous, because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their forefathers to give them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. Do not let this book of the law depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous. Do not be terrified. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Thus ends our reading of God's inerrant word. May all who hear it understand that the Lord their God will be with them wherever they go. Well, seeing that it is our graduate Sunday, I thought we would take a little detour today away from the book of Matthew. Not that Matthew has nothing valuable to say concerning milestones. But we had reached a portion in, in Matthew's gospel where Jesus was about to give seven woes to the scribes and the Pharisees. And I thought, a sermon on seven woes probably isn't the message that I want to communicate to our graduates today. So instead, we're, we're in Joshua, the beginning of this book. You see, Joshua had, be, had reached a milestone in his life. For many years, he was Moses' right-hand man, as Moses led God's people through the wilderness. But Moses had recently died, and God had now chosen Joshua to take Moses' place. But not only was he to take Moses' place, but he was then to lead God's people out of the wilderness and into the promised land. Look at the first four verses once again. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord said, said, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' aid, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now then, you and all these people, get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I'm about to give them to the Israelites. I will give you every place where you set your foot, as I promised Moses. Your territory will extend from the desert to Lebanon. From the great river, the Euphrates, all the Hittite country, to the great sea on the west. What we see in these verses is God's calling upon Joshua. 
He was to lead these people into the promised land to take possession of it. But taking possession meant that he would also be leading God's people into war. For if the Israelites were going to take the land, then they would have to remove all their enemies. There would be battle. There would be bloodshed. There would be armies looking to annihilate them. The task at hand was great, and I can only imagine the pressure that Joshua faced. Suffice it to say, Joshua was in a new place in life. He had a new role, and he was given a new calling. He was entering a new land, and he would be facing new enemies. The charge that God had placed upon Joshua's life was not for the faint of heart. Maybe you are here today and God has placed upon you a new set of challenges. Perhaps he has given you a new role, something that you have never done before. Maybe you find yourself in a new environment, having to interact with new people. Or perhaps you are facing a new threat something that you've never faced before. And you are wondering, how in the world am I supposed to be strong in a time like this? For our graduates, these are the challenges that are before you. New roles in life, new environments, new people, and new threats. Fortunately, God had given some encouraging words to Joshua. And I believe that these words are also applicable to you as well. Look at verse 5. No one will be able to stand up against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Joshua was called to war. And a warrior lives with the constant threat of death. But God had reminded Joshua of an important truth, a promise, if you will, that he would never leave him nor forsake him. Just as he was with Moses, God would be that ever-present rock in his life. And because of that, no enemy would be able to stand up against him. When you go out into the world, you will hear many things concerning God. There are some who will tell you that there is no God. That all of this, that that all of creation came about by chance. And then you'll find others who will tell you that though they believe in God, they don't believe that he involves himself in human affairs. That even if he does exist, he's just an absent father. The basic lie that the world wants you to believe is that God is not with you. And there is a temptation to grab hold of this lie when things seem difficult. When your world is falling apart. Sometimes it's just easier to believe that God is not there when life is not going as expected. And that is why this first charge to Joshua is so important. Beware the lies that the world will feed you concerning God. 
They may seem harmless at first, but, but, but they lead to deadly results. Instead, know that the true and living God is right there beside you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. And he is mighty in battle, gaining victory for his people. But there's more. For God wasn't finished speaking with Joshua. Look at verse 6. Be strong and courageous, because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their forefathers to give them. Be strong and very courageous. Here we see that Joshua needed to possess two things. He needed strength and he needed courage. For a warrior must be strong and courageous if he's going to fight the battle. You see, if he has no strength, then he cannot raise his sword or his shield. And if he has no courage, then he will just cower in fear or perhaps even run away. And yet, it is in these two areas of life that the world will once again attack you. They will try to take away your strength and diminish your courage. And just as before, they will, they will do this through the use of lies. How many of you have ever been told that you are too weak? That you shouldn't even try? That you're not strong enough? Or that you're not smart enough? This is an attack on your strength. And when your strength is cut down, so goes your courage. For if you believe that you are incapable, that you will fail, then fail you will. Because you won't even try. And what is so deceptive about this lie is that it is so close to the truth. For in many ways, the world is right. On your own, you don't have the strength. You are weak. You are frail. You will make mistakes. And often you will fall on your face. But God has not sent you as a lone warrior, just as he did not send Joshua to wage war by himself. For he had given Joshua the command of the army of the Lord. And together, as God's people, they were strong. In the same way, you are not alone. No matter where you go, you have your church family here to support you, to encourage you, to guide you, to be there for you when you are down, and to celebrate with you when you are victorious. We are here to give you both strength and courage. But Joshua had more than just the Lord's army, did he not? Look at, look at Joshua 5, verse, verses 13 through 15. Now when Joshua was near Jericho, he looked up and saw a man standing in front of him with a sword drawn in his hand. Joshua went up to him and asked, Are you for us or for our enemies? Neither, he replied. But as commander of the army of the Lord, I have now come. 
Then Joshua fell face down to the ground in reverence and asked him, What message does my Lord have for his servant? The commander of the Lord's army replied, Take off your sandals, for the place where you are standing is holy. And Joshua did so. Joshua was about to lead the Israelites into their first battle. But before they had even drawn their swords, look who shows up. God himself, the commander of the Lord's army. Just as he had promised, God did not leave Joshua nor forsake him. Rather, he led Joshua into victory. These new challenges that you are now facing, may, they may seem like more than you can handle. And it would be easy to just give up and to go back to what you are familiar with. But that is not what God has called you to do. He wants you to be strong. He wants you to be courageous. For the past year, we have seen what a world living in fear looks like. A world that is paralyzed. A world that refuses to interact. A world that is afraid to live. You see, fear sucks away life. It tells you to go hide in your hole and never come out. But that is not your purpose. That is not why God created you. No. He wants you to live. He wants you to interact and experience his creation. And he wants you to find fulfillment in, in the work that he has called you to. And that is why you need to be strong and courageous. And so this second charge that is given to Joshua is just as important. Beware the lies that the world will feed you concerning yourself. For the, they will take away your joy and your fulfillment. Rather, know that you are strong because you have both the people of God and the Lord himself who are fighting the battle with you. Take courage knowing these facts. But there is more that God spoke to Joshua. Look at the rest of verse 7. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you, do not turn from it to the right or to the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. Success in battle comes to those who listen to the commander of the Lord's army. If Joshua was going to take the promised land, he would need to do it God's way and not his own. For if he followed his own path, he would certainly find defeat. And that is why he needed to be careful to obey the law of God. But yet again, we see that the world will attack this truth as well. They will tell you the lie that God's word isn't necessary. They will try to convince you that it is outdated and irrelevant. And they will do so in a variety of ways. But their main goal is to get you to follow the world's way instead of God's. 
You see, to the, to the world, success has less to do with refining one's character and more about getting where you want to go. It doesn't matter how you get there so long as you get there. Often in life, you will be asked to do things that will seem wise, except that they go against the Word of God. You'll be asked to turn to the right or to the left. And it is in those moments that you will need to trust in God. For you may be the only one who is saying no. And because of your stance, you will be ridiculed. You'll be mocked. You'll be shamed or even vilified. And there may even come a day when to follow God's word will endanger your very freedom and your very life. But to find true success in God's eyes, you must remain true to his word. Think again of, of Jericho. What was the battle plan that was given to Joshua? Look at Joshua 6, verse 2. Then the Lord said to Joshua, See, I have delivered Jericho into your hands, along with this king and his fighting men. March around the city once with all the armed men. Do this for six days. Have seven priests carry trumpets of ram's horns in front of the ark. On the seventh day, march around the city seven times with the priests blowing the trumpets. When you hear them sound a long blast on the trumpets, have all the people give a loud shout. Then the wall of the city will collapse and the people will go up, every man straight in. Now, I don't claim to be a military genius, but it seems to me that there are better ways to defeat your enemy than, than to march in circles while blowing trumpets and shouting. Joshua, he, he may not have understood God's command, but he obeyed them and he found success. He, he didn't concern himself with how, how the rest of the Israelites might view him. Rather, he trusted in God and in his plan. And that is why this third charge is so important. Beware the lies that the world will feed you concerning God's word. For their true purpose is to get you to distrust God. Instead, be obedient to his commands that you might find success in the eyes of the Lord. But it's not enough for us to say that we will follow God's word. But in order for us to truly do so, we must first know God's word. Look at verse 8. Do not let this book of the law depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night. Do not let this book of the law depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night. This is the heart of this passage. And in a way, it is the key to, to everything we have read earlier. For without this, you will find yourself lacking the faith necessary to fulfill those other charges. And so listen to God's fourth charge to Joshua. <clears throat> Study God's word. Read it. Meditate on it. 
Do it in the morning when you first wake up. Let it be that nectar that vitalizes you before you start your day. Do it in the evening before you fall asleep. Let it be that soothing song that brings you peace before you close your eyes. Let the words of Scripture fill your mind as you go out, go about your day, so that they may be on the tip of your tongue in every situation. I mean, think about it in light of these other charges. How can you obey God's word if you do not know God's word? And how can you be strong and courageous if you don't have the knowledge that God has, left, has not left you to your own resources, but that he has given you allies by placing you in his family? And most importantly, how can you know that God himself is with you, that he will never leave you nor forsake you unless he tells you? Dear friends, it is through his word that God reveals these things to you. And that is why this fourth charge is so vital. As you go out into the world, do not neglect to study God's word. For it is there that you will find the faith that you need to keep those other three charges. I find it so fitting on how God finishes off this passage. For, for he repeats in reverse order everything he just said. Let's look at the rest. Look at, look at the rest of verse 8. So that you may be careful to do everything written in it, then you will be prosperous and successful. Study God's word that you might be obedient and successful. For true success comes from following God's will. Look at verse 9. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be terrified. Do not be discouraged. Study God's word so that you will be strong and courageous. For it is in his word that you will discover that your true strength comes from him. And once you find your true strength, then you will also find your true courage as well. And look at the last part of verse 9. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. The Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. When you study God's word, you will see time and time again that God never abandons his people. No. He remains with them through thick and thin. And no greater example do we have than in Jesus Christ, God in human flesh, the very one who became a man in order to die for you. And if that doesn't tell you that God will never leave you nor forsake you, then I don't know what will. This is what we read about in our first scripture reading. Look at, look at Romans 8 again, verses 37 through 39. No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future nor any powers, 
Neither height nor depth nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. I mean, that spells it out, doesn't it? And this passage demonstrates to us just how committed God is to you. After all, he sent his very son to die for your sins. And if he did that, then he's not going to leave you. He's not going to forsake you. Even when the going gets tough. No, he will be with you through all your trials, and through all your tribulations. And he will carry you to victory through his son, Jesus Christ. So study God's word so that you will remain true to God's word and find success. So that you will be strong and courageous. And so that you will know that God is with you wherever you go. Let us pray. Father, we ask for your grace to be upon us this day. For we cannot do these things that you have called us to do in our own strength. We need your Holy Spirit. So guide us as we study your word so that we may be obedient to your commands and find success. Help us to be strong and courageous, for we know that our true strength doesn't come from within, but from you alone. And let us take comfort in the fact that you will never leave us nor forsake us, rather that you are with us wherever we go. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.